You're listening to the Adult and Teen Challenge of the Upper Cumberland Podcast. Now, your weekly message from Pastor Tim McLaughlin. I want to jump right into this uh, so I don't take too much of your time. We started with uh, prayer and fasting, again with it being a new year, just seeking out the will of God, not only for this year, but for our lives. This is not talking about New Year's resolutions, but talking about new life transformations to live a life that's pleasing to God. And uh, last week, if you follow along with our podcast, we begin to talk about uh, the first thing we need to do is the prayer of repentance. Listen, none of us are, nobody's perfect. Jesus was the only perfect person on earth. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So the, the reality is, is we've got to go before God. We've got to confess our sins. We've got to repent of our sins. We've got to be transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we may, we may prove what is the perfect and, and, and pleasing will of God. Uh, we've got to walk those things out. Then after we make that prayer of repentance, after we get our heart right with God, after we are washed in the blood of Jesus, getting those sins out of the way, then we have power in prayer. And, and when we know that we have power, that means that we, we, we are being effective, that we can go before the throne of God with a right heart, with a right mind, with a right mentality. And today what I want to talk to you about is when we're at that place, then we can make a prayer of commitment. So I want to talk to you today about a prayer of commitment. The, the prayer of commitment is the prayer to commit to change or to be entrusted it is an agreement or a pledge to do something. I want to say that again so you get this. The prayer of commitment is the prayer to commit to change and to be entrusted. It's an agreement. It's a pledge to do something. So if you have your Bible, go to Psalm 37, verse 3. Psalm 37, verse 3. And if you if you don't have your Bible, maybe you're driving down the road like I do. I listen to a lot of podcasts when I'm driving. So you just keep your hands on the wheel and uh, uh, I'll read this to you. So Psalm 37, beginning of verse number 3. We're going to read through verse 8. It says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret because of Him who prospers in His way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. Father, I pray that you bless our time together. Be with each and every one of us. Give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to receive what it is the Spirit of the Lord would say to us today. And Father, we'll never fail to give you the praise, for we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So Psalm 37, uh, verses 3 through 8, verse 5 says, Commit your way to the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord and he will bring it to pass. When we make decisions to entrust our lives to the Lord in every area, then we also have the petition to ask the Lord for anything. I think about it this way. When I was 12 years old, I went and I moved in with my um, stepdad. My stepdad passed away when I was um, 
nine years old. So at 12, I went to live with his brother. So it was my uncle. Um, that's who I call my father today. But So when I went and lived with him, I, I made this decision to entrust my life to him. I had to understand that he had to be the authority in my life, that his rules I was going to follow that I was going to do what he said to do under his household. So when I made that decision to commit my way to him, then I had the right to petition him, to ask him things. So so I could I could go to him and I could ask him for school supplies. I could go to him and I could ask him to, to take me to the doctor. I could go to him and I could ask him to give me money so I could buy clothes. I could go to him and I could ask him things. And I knew that when I asked him, that I was going to get what I was asking for because I had made a commitment to make him um, uh, the, the authority in my life. So on a greater level, we do the same thing. When we commit our way to the Lord, the Bible says he shall bring it to pass. When we commit our way to the Lord, when we make the decision to entrust our lives to him in every area. Now listen, that's key right there. We have to make the decision to entrust him in every area area. There are some people that walk around, they're like, well, I'll give God this and I'll give God that and I'll give God these. But the reality is they, they continue to struggle because they have not committed their whole way to the Lord. That doesn't mean that we're not going to make mistakes along the way, but when we commit our whole way to the Lord, then when we go back and we have to ask God to forgive us because we've stumbled in some areas, God says, that's fine because you've committed that to me. Therefore, I'm going to help you in those areas. And when we do that, then we also have the petition. We have the right to ask the Lord for anything in our lives. Proverbs 16, Proverbs 16 verses 1 through 3 says, the preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of man are pure in his eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. See, the reality is we struggle in our thought life because our lives are not committed to God, but they are focused on other things. Our, our thoughts can be impure thoughts, which lead to impure actions. We, we can have thoughts of justification for, for the reason why we do things wrong, which leads us to a place of, of lying and deceit. We can have thoughts of selfish desires where we only think of what's in it for us. In any of those areas, impure thoughts, thoughts of justification, thoughts of selfishness or desire, any of those thoughts will only lead us to a place that, that uh, a place of, of condemnation, a place of guilt, a place of sin, a place that pushes us further and further from God. When the reality is if we do what we said first, we have a prayer of repentance. Lord, I've made a mistake in this area. I've stumbled in this area. Please forgive me. We confess our faults. We repent of our faults. Then we make a commitment to God. God, I give this over to you. I give my thought life over to you to remove any impure thoughts. Lord, I don't justify anything to you. Lord, I come to you and I let you know I am guilty. I did this wrong. I don't want to hide anything. Bring it all before God. And Lord, let me not have a selfish heart, but let my heart be, be open to you that everything you want me to do is what's important in my life. When we do those things, when we commit our way to God, God will give us the strength. He will give us the power. He will give us the word to be able to press through those areas and have victory in our life. 
James chapter 4, verse 1 through 3 says, Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and you do not have. You murder, covet, and cannot obtain. You fight in war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your own pleasures. Listen, we cannot be fully committed to God when we are more committed to our own pleasures. What happens is, is, and he mentions where do wars and fights come from, and a lot of those wars and fights are wars and fights within us. It's it's our spirit warring against the spirit of God or warring against the spirit of the, the, the enemy. Um, it's, it's these desires and pleasures that in us, if we don't surrender all to God, if we don't commit our way 100% to God, this, this, this battle that rages in us will lead us astray because we are not sold out to God. We must be sold out to him and understand that he must be Lord of every area of our life. Make the commitment to surrender all to God. And when we do so, then we have the right to ask and we will receive those things that we do ask because our heart is pure. You know, I've said this several times. I believe that when we read the word of God, we need to not read what it does not say because that is adding things to it, but we need to read what it does say and we need to understand it and understand that for everything that we do read, when we read exactly what it does say, there's an opposite to that. You know, if we don't have our prayers answered, it's because we're asking amiss because we spend time on praying our own pleasures. What would happen if, if we would commit our way to God and pray what God asks us to pray, pray what God lays on our heart and pray the word of God? Um, I'm walking through, I've read this book several times and uh, we're reading it again as a staff and it's The Believer's Authority by Kenneth E. Hagan. And Brother Hagan went to be with the Lord several years ago, but this book, like I said, I've read it several times and I've done several Bible studies with it. But the reality is when we go and we read the Word of God, and that's what the believer's authority really is about, is reading the Word of God. In Ephesians chapter 1, Paul is praying for the church at Ephesus, and he says, I pray for you that you would have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you would know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory and inheritance in the saints. And so what Paul is doing, Paul says in Ephesians 1, if you read that in the New King James, he says, you, I pray for you. But you can place somebody's name in there or... Say, I pray for me, Lord. Pray open the eyes of my understanding. Give unto me the spirit of wisdom. Give unto me the revelation. And so when we pray the word of God, when we commit to God and pray the word of God, then, then things begin to, to happen in our lives because then we're no longer praying, praying for our pleasures. We're praying for God's will. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. He says, Therefore we also pray always for you, that our God would count you worthy of his calling, and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness, and the work and the faith of his power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you, and you in him, according to the grace of our God and Lord Jesus Christ. As we make a commitment to pray and fast. We need to make sure that our time is more about what we are doing for God and less about what God is doing for us.
Let me say that again. As we fast and praise, we make this commitment to God, make it more about what we are doing for Him and less about what He or He is doing for us or what we want Him to do for us. So first we need to start with this. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Casting all your care upon Him because He cares for you. So that sounds like we're doing something, uh, or we're wanting God to do something for us, but, but the reality is this. When we are trying to carry all these burdens and all these cares, we are for, focused more on our own problems than on God. So God says, I know that when you're trying to carry these things, when you're trying to juggle these things, when you're weighted down with these things, that your focus is not on me. So give those things to me so that your focus can be on me. So that when we give God our cares, we can focus on Him and what He wants us to do in our life. Philippians 4, 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. God does not want us to be anxious, fretful, or full of care for anything that takes our attention from Him. So He instructs us to give Him our cares and to be grateful for all He has done and will do in our lives. Then we can make our requests known to him based on what he wants for us and not what we want for us. Jesus said it this way in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through 34. He says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? And then he goes on, he says, look at the birds of the air, look at the animals. They, they don't worry about these things. God says, you should not have to worry. You are greater than the birds. You are greater than animals. You are greater than the grass. And yet I take care of them. So in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, he says this. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom of God then we don't have to worry about anything else. See, the prayer of commitment is the prayer that you have surrendered all to God and all you need to focus on is Him as His kingdom. We should not worry for the things of this world, but pray and believe that God knows what you need and He will supply it. So does that mean that we don't need to ask God for things? No, that, that's, that's contrary. We ask, but we ask according to His will, not according to our fleshly desires. Listen, there are things that I want in life. There's things that everybody wants. You, you may want a, a car. You may want a house. You may want whatever. I remember I spent 10 years in the car business, and people would come in, and, and I remember these people that would, they would want these big forty dollars and $50,000 trucks, and I asked them, I said, why? And the reality is most of it was fleshly. I'm like, you don't need that truck. That, that truck will serve you no purpose other than cause you dead. My boss would get so mad. He said, are you trying to talk somebody out of a sale? I said, no, I'm trying to talk somebody into buying what makes sense. Listen, God knows we need to get to work. God knows we need to go places. God doesn't want us to drive junk. God doesn't want us to have trash. But it's got to make sense. And if it makes sense, God will supply the need. Now, if you're a farmer, if you're, if you're, a, uh, if you're pulling cattle and horses, if, if you're needing a work truck because you're in construction, then you know, God's going to make provision. But if the reality is you're driving 30, 40 miles every day to work and then back, do you really need a three-quarter ton truck and you're not hauling anything? No. You need something that's going to make sense. So the reality is this. 
We need to ask, but we need to ask God according to his will. And if we bring it to him and say, Lord, I need a vehicle to get back and forth to work. I need a vehicle that's going to give me good gas mileage. I need a vehicle that's going to be good for my family to do the things I need to do. God's going to, God's going to help you in that area. He's going to bless you in that area to give you the funds to do so. And it's the same thing with your job. It's the same thing in your family. It's the same thing in everything that you commit to God. When we pray out the word of God, then God's going to bless us in those areas. We don't need to be in worry because worry is sin. We don't need to be in anxiety because anxiety is sin. What we need to do is we need to trust in God for every area of our life. So the Bible says in Psalm 37 verse 5, Commit your way, all of your ways, to the Lord. Trust also in Him and He shall bring it to pass. So what I want you to do this week is I want you to commit your way to the Lord. Commit every area of your life, your job, your family, your, your, even, even your pleasures, your, your, your vacation time, your free time, your, your, all of those things, your hobbies. Commit your way to the Lord and say, Lord, let everything that I do in my life be pleasing to you. See, God doesn't, you know, Sports is not sin. Going and playing golf is not sin. Going out to eat is not sin. Spending time with your friends is not sin. As long as you understand, God has to be first in every one of those areas. And if God is first in all of those areas, he he wants us to have pleasure. He wants us to have things and he wants us to have good things. He just wants to be first and he, he wants us to come to him with those things so that they're not burdensome. And when we do that, he will keep them from turning evil in our lives because then they're they're not our focus is not on the thing or the activity or the person but the activity or the person is all underneath God's will for you and for I so today pray pray a commitment pray a commitment to make God first in everything that we do if we will commit our way to the Lord if we will trust in him then he shall bring it to pass Father God, I thank you for this opportunity that we've had today. I thank you for the listeners. I thank you for each and every one. I pray that you'd bless them and bless their time. Lord, we just thank you so much for all that you do in us, through us, and with us. That you care so much for us that we can cast our cares upon you. We can bring our burden to you. We can come to you, surrender all to you. And then as we pray, Father, that we would pray your word because your word is your will and your will be done in our lives. Father, we love you, we thank you, and we give you praise for these things because we ask them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to know more about this ministry or consider supporting, visit us at teenchallengeuc.org.